0: Hi and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be about Alma chapter 53. Remember we're in the in the war battles, in the war chapters now, so uh, be thinking about those spiritual things that we can do to defend ourselves against Satan. That are similar to what they're doing here to defend themselves against battle. Now remember in the story we are with Moroni, Lehi, and Teancum, and they've been fighting with the Lamanites and uh, The Nephites have just done a decoy method and gotten uh, the Lamanites to come out of their city and uh, they took the possession of the city and took a whole bunch of uh, Lamanites as prisoners. And so now the Nephites have all these prisoners and the reason that they took them prisoners is because the Lamanites have taken a bunch of Nephites as prisoners, including their wives and children. So um, anyway, that's what's going on here. So let's get into chapter 53 verse 1. And it came to pass that they did set guards over the prisoners of the Lamanites and did compel them to go forth and bury their dead, yea, and also the dead of the Nephites who were slain. And Moroni placed men over them to guard them while they should perform their labors. It's always easier to guard prisoners when they're working. And Moroni went to the city of Mulek and Lehi, with Lehi, and took command of the city, and gave it unto Lehi. Now behold, this Lehi was a man who had been with Moroni in the more part of all his battles, and he was a man like unto Moroni, and they rejoiced in each other's safety, yea, they were beloved by each other, and also beloved by all the people of Nephi. And it came to pass that after the Lamanites had finished burying their dead, and also the dead of the Nephites, they were marched back into the land Bountiful, and Teancum, by the orders of Moroni, caused that they should commence laboring and digging a ditch round about the land, or the city Bountiful. And he caused that they should build a breastwork of timbers upon the inner bank of the ditch, and they cast up dirt out of the ditch against the breastwork of timbers. And thus they did cause the Lamanites to labor until they had encircled the city of Bountiful round about with a strong wall of timbers and earth to an exceeding height. So in other words, protect your homes and families from evil. Build, build lots of walls, put, uh, put your security over your internet, and so on. Verse 5, In this city became an exceeding stronghold ever after, and in this city they did guard the prisoners of the Lamanites, yea, even within a wall which they, which they had caused them to build with their own hands. Now Moroni was compelled to cause the Lamanites to labor because it was easy to guard them while at their labor, and he desired all his forces when he should make an attack upon the Lamanites. And it came to pass that Moroni had thus gained a victory over one of the greatest of the armies of the Lamanites and had obtained possession by the city of Mulek, which was one of the strongest holds of the Lamanites in the land of Nephi. And thus he had also built a stronghold to retain his prisoners. And it came to pass that he did no more attempt to battle with the Lamanites in that year, but he did employ his men in preparing for war. Again, they're preparing themselves in case uh, things happen. Yea, and in making fortifications to guard against the Lamanites, yea, and also delivering their women and their children from famine and affliction and providing food for their armies. Now it came to pass that the armies of the Lamanites on the West Sea, South, while in the absence of Moroni, on account of some intrigue amongst the Nephites, which caused dissensions amongst them, had gained some ground over the Nephites, yea, insomuch that they had obtained possession of a number of their cities in that part of the land. Notice how that even with the smallest amount of disunity, the Nephites began began to be defeated by the Lamanites, so they need to be careful, just like we do. And thus, because of iniquity amongst themselves, yea, because of dissensions and intrigue among themselves, they were placed in the most dangerous circumstances. Hugh Nibley said, So it was a blessing to the Nephites, after all, to have the Lamanites on their doorstep to stir them up to remembrance. No matter how wicked and ferocious and depraved the Lamanites might be, and they were that, no matter how, by how much they were, they outnumbered the Nephites, they were not the Nephite problem. They were merely kept there to remind the Nephites of their real problem, which was to walk uprightly before the Lord. Verse 10, and now behold, I have somewhat to say concerning the people of Ammon, who in the beginning were Lamanites, but by Ammon and his brethren, or rather by the power and word of God, they had been converted unto the Lord, and they had been brought down into the land of Zarahemla, and had ever since been protected by the Nephites. And because of their oath, they had... They had, kept, they had been kept from taking up arms against their brethren, for they had taken an oath that they never would shed blood more, and according to their oath they would have perished. Yea, they would have suffered themselves to have fallen into the hands of their brethren, had it not been for the pity and the exceeding love which Ammon and his brethren had had for them. And for this cause they were brought down into the land of Zarahemla, and they ever had been protected by the Nephites. But it came to pass when they that when they saw the danger and the many afflictions and tribulations which the Nephites bore for them they were moved with compassion and were desirous to take up arms in the defense of their country but behold as they were about to take their weapons of war, they were overpowered by the persuasions of Helaman and his brethren, for they were about to break the oath which they had made, and Helaman feared, lest by so doing they should lose their souls. Therefore, all those who had entered into this covenant were compelled to behold their brethren, wade through their afflictions in their dangerous circumstances at this time. But behold, it came to pass that they had many sons who had not entered into a covenant, that they would not take their weapons of war to defend themselves against their enemies. Therefore, they did assemble themselves together at this time, as many as were able to take up arms, and they called themselves Nephites. And they entered into a covenant to fight for the liberty of the, of the Nephites, yea, to protect the land unto the laying down of their lives, yea, even they covenanted that they never would give up their liberty, liberty, but they would fight in all cases to protect the Nephites and, the, and themselves from bondage. Now behold, there were two thousand of those young men who entered into this covenant and took their weapons of war to defend their country. And now behold, as they never had hitherto been a dis- disadvantage to the Nephites, they became now, at this period of time, also a great support, for they took their weapons of war and they would that Helaman should be their leader. And they were all young men, and they were exceedingly valiant for courage and also for strength and activity. But behold, this was not all. They were men who were true at all times in whatsoever thing they were entrusted. It's one thing to know the gospel's true. It's another thing to live it. Yea, they were men of truth and soberness, take spiritual things seriously. Or they had been taught to keep the commandments of God and to walk uprightly before him. President Benson said, Never before in the face of this earth have the forces of evil and the forces of good been so well organized. While our generation will be comparable in wickedness to the days of Noah, when the Lord cleansed the earth by flood, there is a major difference this time. God has saved for the final inning some of his stronger and most valiant children who will help bear off the kingdom triumphantly. Then speaking to the youth, he said, you are the generation that must be prepared to meet your God. On another occasion, President Benson told the young men and the young women of the church, You have been born at this time for a sacred and glorious purpose. It is not by chance that you have been reserved to come forth to earth in this last dispensation of the fullness of times. Your birth at this particular time was foreordained in the eternities. You are to be the royal army of the Lord in the last days. You are youth of the noble birthright. Speaking to the young men, he added, In the spiritual battles you are waging, I see you as today's sons of Helaman. The stripling warriors of today, like those in times past, are strong largely because of what their mothers know and teach them, often without immediate evidence of the great lessons that are being woven into the fabric of their lives, with prophetic insight and concern for our time. President N. Eldon Tanner said, The war which, has, which was begun in heaven is raging here upon the earth. Two great forces of right and wrong are pitted against each other. It is important that we fight for the right. We must have well-trained, disciplined, fearless, and loyal volunteers, well-equipped with the proper weapons of war and with a determination to win. Mothers participating in the training of this great volunteer force might more fully understand their influence for good, while considering the, the words of the Apostle Paul to young Timothy, call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Did this not give Timothy a sense of who he was, his identity, his heredity, his birthright as a man of faith, a man of God? Was he not profoundly influenced by his mother and grandmother, women of faith, women of God? Did they realize the sacred trust and great responsibility that was theirs when Timothy was only a child? Did they know the great missionary he was to become and recognize their part in his preparation? In a not too distant or not long ago broadcast, President Nelson made this comment. He said, this was back in September of 2019. He said, my beloved younger brothers and sisters, you are among the best the Lord has ever sent to this world. You have the capacity to be smarter and wiser and have more impact on the world than any previous generation. Stand out, be different from the world. You and I know that you are to be a light to the world. You are the hope of Israel, children of the promised day. So that was President Nelson. Verse 23, and now it came to pass that Helaman did march at the head of his 2,000 stripling soldiers to the support of the people in the borders of the land on the south by the West Sea. And thus ended the 20 and 8th year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. I bear testimony to the truth of these things that as we prepare ourselves for spiritual battle that we might have our Heavenly Father's help and guidance in all that we do. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.